You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days, jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell them other guys are going plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's Rain and Jay Millie All right, that's what it sounded like in the garden on... Thursday night, when Kyrie Irving told the crowd he plans on re-signing with the Boston Celtics. Welcome to the Locked On Celtics podcast. We're here to talk about it. John Corrales, Samuel, Jamison, Packard, the third. Kyrie officially says what he's been hinting at for all of the preseason since camp opened a couple weeks ago. He plans on coming back and re-signing with the Boston Celtics. So, Jam, your reaction. Happiness. That's good stuff. Uh, he's very good at basketball. What is the first thing he does? Uh, if you guys watch the video, he puts down his mic. He walks to the sideline. He hugs Gershon Yabusele. He hugs no one else, but he just gets a big bear hug uh, from the dancing mayor. So it just felt like it was a fantastic moment. Um, kind of unexpected. This doesn't normally happen when you're negotiating for a contract. So it's cool that he's doing it, and it's like hilarious to watch uh, people make fun of Knicks fans. That's a, that's always a good time. That's fun. But I don't really understand why it's happening. Like, it's just not <laughs> something that, like, so many – it's not something that, like, really happens in professional sports. And maybe I guess that's why I'm like – I just think of it. everything in, in the NBA as a business. I'm like, oh, man, it's a bad negotiating tip by Kyrie Irving. Now he's not going to get the max. <laughs> but does that, like – he pretty, he's going to get the max, so then does he have an assurance from the team that like he's going to get the max? That doesn't sound like something Danny Ainge would do. I feel I'm, like, I'm just confused by it. I feel like this is one of those, yeah, we're going to give you the max, and yes, I'm going to take the max. And it's, I don't think there's any negotiating to But what if he like, has another knee injury and is, like, tears his ACL or something? Well, that's different. I mean, he didn't sign it. Well, anything. then why is he announcing it now? He's a bad – he's not – like, that's why, that's why it's so shitty mean negotiating. That doesn't mean anything. Like, he says he's coming back, but if something happens, I think there's always the unspoken asterisk that – you can say something if if circumstances change during the course of the season. If the Celtics go out and trade Gordon Hayward, he could be like, well, I said I was coming back, but now I don't like what they're doing, so I've changed my mind. Like, Of course that could happen, but first of all, he didn't have another knee injury last year. He had knee injury in 2016 or whatever it was. The, the whenever he fractured his patella. The stuff that happened last year was because of the device that was in his knee. He didn't hurt his knee again. And I, I feel like that's something that just constantly needs to be reset. He didn't suffer an injury last season. There was irritation and an infection. So 
based on the medical device that was in his knee holding it together. Now that's out. He says he feels better than ever. He feels comfortable. He's happy. He's He's grown out his hair. He looks fantastic. I don't think anybody can suffer an injury. That goes without saying. Anybody, you don't know when you're going to step on the court. We saw with Gordon Hayward last year. Gordon Hayward was not injury prone, and he suffered one of the worst injuries you could suffer. That doesn't mean that he's more prone or less prone to it. Kyrie, I I just, if he suffers a knee injury this year, it's not because of the stuff that happened before. It's just a random occurrence. So you can say, I think if there's the unspoken asterisk, if I stay healthy, if, if the Celtics don't do something wild and crazy, then if we're going the way it's supposed to go, then yeah. I'm going to take the maximum contract that they're going to give me five years and $188 million, you know, making him something like $34 million next year. So that is, that's it. That's that. And I think why he said it now is to make sure that he goes into the season with zero questions, because even as he had said over the course of the past two weeks, why would I want to leave Boston? Look at all of the stuff that I have here. Look at all of my teammates. Look at this facility. There have been people who have even said on top of that, well, he didn't say it. He didn't say the words, I'm going to stay. So he said the words. Now we can stop. At least I think that's his goal. I think his goal is to just get people to stop so it's not a distraction, so it's not a question that comes up during the course of the season. So Yeah, it was a it's a completely a, a Kyrie decision. I was reading the uh John Westerholm uh he did his notes column about it and like apparently Kyrie came to the team and told them that he was going to announce it today and they didn't know if it was gonna be at his pre like availability thing or at this like event. And there was you're just reminding me of it because like like the Suggs beat writers have not been asking Kyrie about his contract or free agency. It's not something that's come up like kind of since media day. I know that's not a long time, but it's like, that's the type of question that like keeps on popping up. And it just felt like, um, they were not going to ask it. And so they like, there's no questions about Kyrie's contract at the premium media availability where I didn't say it. Like there's just generic talk about how the Celtics had a good practice. I think he kind of pulled himself out of the the um, preseason game against Cleveland because I think I saw someone tweeted that uh, Brad was surprised to hear that Kyrie was out Saturday. That's a whole different story. Um, but and then he just went out and announced it earlier entirely on his own. It's a kind of an awkward video. It didn't seem like Gordon Hayward or Al Horford really knew how to react to it or anyone like knew it was coming. It was it was really uh, kind of out of the blue. I, I guess I was just very surprised by it. Uh, well, yeah, it was a very surprising moment. Because this isn't the type of event where that type of news is supposed to break, especially when there's a media availability beforehand. I suppose, because I was part of that media availability, I suppose if any one of us could have asked, but it's to me it was not in my mind to, to even ask. I thought that question had been settled for the most part. Like He had been pretty clear he plans on not leaving Boston. So no, I, I, I will just, I can't speak for any of the other reporters that are there, but I didn't think to ask it because I thought that was pretty much settled, but it'd be interesting to say, it, you know, if someone had asked the question, I, I wonder what he would have done, but 
to go out there in a, in a setting like that, which is a season tickets holders type of thing. And, you know, they're playing knockout. They're, they're doing skills and three point shootouts and stuff like that. To, to announce it there, I mean, it's it's kind of – it is an interesting choice. but I, It's kind of awesome because it's like the least produced announcement ever. Like there's not really a great video of the moment because no one was televising this. No. And so it was just like in the like least Twitter or like social media friendly way possible while still announcing to a group of people. Like it's just like that – I feel like that's just like classic Kyrie's. It's like, yeah, I wanted to announce it, so I uh, did it. Like – the Celtics could have done like a big video or like at least gotten some good TV right. cameras there, but it was just like, no, do it when you want. Why not? Sure. Look, a bunch of the reporters had already left. And <laughs> they, this was, this is not something that people want to go cover. This is not something, it's not a high priority thing because it's supposed to be a big fluff event for players and you know season ticket holders the team says here we're gonna do a little something special it's a a perk you've bought season tickets we're gonna put on a little thing you get to see the players up close it's gonna be a little bit of fun and you get to take pictures they set up a trophy they lowered the retired number banner and the championship banner they had a special like paul pierce was there if you if you buy your season tickets with like amex you get an extra special perk you get a picture with paul pierce so it's a fluff night. Nothing like this is supposed to happen on a night like this. And then Kyrie just drops this thing. So it's just, it was funny. It was just funny to, to kind of, I was talking to other people. I wasn't even really paying attention. I could barely hear what they were saying anyway. And a couple of people come up to me. They're like talking about the podcast, which by the way, shout out to all of the people. Like a, a few people came up to me. They wanted to take some pictures. Everybody's talking about how much they love the podcast. I want to right shout, on. shout out to all you people. As I was walking out, somebody yelled out, yay, Lockdown Celtics. I'm like, this is Most so. Most people just spit at me and hiss at me when I'm at the stadium. Oh, so I don't know what's please. going on. <laughs> no, it's so cool. And it, it's, it, it happens. To, to have that happen is really, really cool. Uh, so thank thank you all, everybody who's listening, who said something, said hi. If you were there and you didn't want to say hi, definitely come say hi next time. Uh, very, very much appreciate it. Super, super cool that you did that. So I was talking to a couple of guys, and the crowd went nuts. I thought I heard him say that. I was like, wait a minute. Did I just hear what I thought I heard? He started asking around. And you're like, did he say? Yeah. Oh, he said that? Oh, okay. Like, oh, all right. Like, everybody's shocked. And like you said, there's nobody. It's not like all of the reporters were there taking video. It's not. It, it was basically like the Celtics staff taking video. And thankfully, they did. So it, it was just it, just a wild kind of scenario. Now it's about, it's about the repercussions. Now what? What happens now if indeed it is a max contract, if indeed – it's going to be that five-year 188. What's next? Uh, and before we get into what's next, I do want to say uh, we're recording this during the Patriots game. So if you are a Patriots fan and you know, you've know you watched the game, and are now by the time that the game's over, I don't know what the result is going to be, but now you're listening They're to gonna us. They're going to win. This game is tremendously boring. <laughs> it's, it's, I would say I'm a little bit confident in the Patriots finishing off the Colts. Get all of your Patriots reaction from Locked On Patriots. Subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast. 
Uh, Mark Schofield does a great job breaking things down. I and mean, he is, he, he's a former quarterback, so he can really break down the game. So he knows inside and out the things that are happening. He really gets deep into it. And it's why you subscribe to a podcast because you really want to get down deep into the, into the topic. So locked on Patriots will get you everything, everything good that happened. Everything that went right, things that the Patriots are doing now that they weren't doing earlier in the season, it's going to be all broken down. So subscribe to Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now what's next? What happens? And to me, I've always said it. I'll say it again. I don't think the Celtics start next season with Kyrie, Marcus Smart, and Terry Rozier. Now, Yeah, that's why it's a bit of a bittersweet moment because it like – you're giving Kyrie five years. What is it? 189 million. Yep. That's the full max. You're really not going to have cap space, uh, or I don't know exactly how it works, but uh, with the if they can, I assume they have Terry's bird rights, so they can go into it. By they're clearly going to be over the tax if they sign Terry Rozier or match any contract. You're most likely going to let him go, or if you want to re-sign him, you trade Marcus Smart. But either way, you're right. I just don't see it as. Um, I personally, I think it just makes more sense for for Terry Rozier to be the one who goes at this point, because I can see him getting a big contract with another team to be their starting point guard and the Celtics just not matching it. And that just like makes the most amount of sense. It does. I mean, financially, I don't think you pay as much as they love Terry Rozier. I just don't think you pay him the money to have the role that he has on that team. You just you don't pay Kyrie and Terry Rozier close to what? Like $50 million a year. Right. They're basically they're very similar players in terms of like what they provide ball handling and scoring. It just don't, it does. I, I, and I love Terry Rozier. I mean, he's really, really come on and I'm glad that he's come on. I'm glad that he is in a position to get paid a really good amount of money, whatever that is. Is it 10 million, 12, 15, whatever it is next year? Rozier is definitely in line to get paid a lot of money. The Celtics next season. Now, the the side note to all of this is what they do with Al Horford, and and I've been talking about them potentially like Al Horford opting out of 30 million dollars next year to take a significant reduction in in his pay next year, but to get a five-year contract, I think if, if he signs a five-year 90 to $95 million contract, then he can start next season at somewhere around 17 or 18 million rather than 30. And that would help offset the extra 14 million that you're paying uh, Kyrie Irving. So it, it, it just came to me, but what if Kyrie also takes a home round uh, down discount because he's out with materialism and he just wants to move to his farm one day? Yes, if he <laughs> wants to make You can it, see it happen. I can see Kyrie taking a hometown discount just for the good of the people and to and to keep Terry around. He seems to love Terry. I think, yes, uh, you know, some sort of uh, political statement against capitalism to – Sure, why not? That makes all the sense in the world. He's just like, I'm done with material possessions. I don't need any more money. Right. Why not let my teammates have it? They clearly enjoy it. Right. Sign for the veterans minimum, and then we're really we really got something. So. Another uh, a Twitter follower of mine. I sorry for describing it as a Twitter follower of mine because he's my like neighbor I grew up with. Uh, he made the <laughs> joke that a uh, 
Um, they should just sign Rozier to the minimum and then just make Wick Rosbeck buy millions of dollars of Scary Terry gear and offset the prices. And I thought that was great <laughs> galaxy brain thinking. That would be an interesting uh, way to get a severe violation, but that would be an awesome way to do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just derailed the, con- the conversation there. But uh, you're, I think you're – your ultimate point that you just don't – it doesn't make sense to, to bring yes. Terry Rozier back. So next year – Oh, and uh, yeah, Al Horford opting out. I don't know if Al Horford – I think he does that to get the longevity just because he's older at this point. Yes, I, yes. That would, that's his whole motivation to do so. So I could see that happening. Um, but does that create enough money for Terry? Well, it, and that's the question. So right now, the way – I'm looking at the cap numbers right now. So – the Celtics next season have, with Al Horford on the books for 30 and Kyrie on the books for 21, that's their player options, combined $51 million. Now, if Kyrie makes 38 and Al Horford makes 18, that's what? Uh, f- 56. Okay, so that's an extra $5 million. That, at this point, puts them over the tax probably by like $10 million. So they become a a very expensive team. This assumes that Aaron Baines picks up his player option. It assumes that Daniel Tice. Now, okay, here here are questions. Daniel Tice is a restricted free agent. What does Daniel Tice make? Do they they give him an offer? Uh, It also assumes that they bring back Shemi Ojale. And at this point, I'm not 100% sold on that. Shemi's had a rough preseason. Yes. Rough preseason. He has. It it also assumes that they bring back Gershon Yabusele, who's due over $3 million on a team option next year. I don't know that there's a guarantee that they do that. There are a lot of decisions to be made at this point. But the point is, they're going to be over the tax no matter what. And – Al Horford could save them a ton of money next year by by doing that long term deal, which I really do think he does. Uh, five years, it gets him to to his thirty eighth birthday. It gets him a total of ninety million dollars. Even if he he were to take thirty million next year, what would he have to do to make another sixty million over the next four years? I don't even know if he could, but he would have to bounce around. I would think. And this gives him stability. It just makes so much sense for him to take a one-year projected pay cut for the guarantee of ninety to ninety-five million over the next five. It just makes perfect sense. So that all—all all I'm saying is, it gives the Celtics a little bit of relief next year. Not much. They're going to be over the tax. So anything that Terry Rozier makes is going to be basically all taxed, which means double it. At least. That's so, unless they – well, even if they trade Marcus Smart. Because that's the other thing. Marcus Smart has a very tradable contract right now, and, like, they could make a choice. It's like we'd rather have Terry Rozier around than Marcus Smart. Like, scoring is important. Well, yes. That that would throw in another wrinkle because, theoretically, Marcus Smart's – like, you're, you're basically matching a contract. You're sending out – if you're sending out money to and taking back somewhere around an equal amount. But if you're if you're trading Marcus Smart, you're trading him for Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, something crazy like that. You know, like some some guy that's that's a, a high level player 
uh, that is is going to make your team just even more monstrous. You're you're trading for a top five type of guy on a bad team that's looking to rebuild and and use their star to get a bunch of assets. So if if they do that, they're gonna it's gonna happen somewhere around this trade deadline, and it's gonna have to happen before the draft because the Celtics best. Best chance to make a trade like that is to package Marcus plus like Jalen Brown uh, plus you know whatever else to fit that that need to of talent plus four draft picks for that all four first round picks you know what I mean that that's gonna happen this season so if we get past the trade deadline and we get past draft night. And no trade has been ha- has has happened. Then Marcus Smart staying, and then Terry Rozier becomes a very uh, just, just very expensive. Because even if he gets ten million from the Celtics, then they're going to be well over the tax threshold, and they're going to be paying at least a dollar fifty to two bucks per dollar. So that ten million is like giving him a twenty million dollar contract. And he's not worth $20 million, not for a third string guy or whatever you want to call him. You're better off paying Brad Wanamaker $1.6 million. Even if you double that, it's $3 million. And better pay Wall Lemon Jr. that much money. Yes. You know, you throw some, some money at the lemon party. So you guys get my point. I'm <laughs> Throwing ta- money at the lemon party. <laughs> uh, the worst nickname that we could give him. That's oh, just man, it's so a- horrible. It's the worst do not everything. Google that. It's do causing not, more people to Google that. Do not. Uh, I don't think the Celtics are going to trade it like Marcus Smart. So because I, I think so. they're absolutely all in this year and they're going to be going for a championship. So I don't see that happening. I if I had to predict, I think Terry leaves after getting a big offer sheet offer sheet somewhere. Maybe New York tries to get scary Terry. Although. Uh, would they completely give up on Frankie Smokes? But um, there's a lot of teams that need point guards and are willing to throw money around, and so I wouldn't be surprised if, if Terry leaves in free agency. It just it feels like it makes sense. I, I think it does too. And I've been talking about if the Celtics, you know, they might make them unrestricted. What I, I think at that point it doesn't even matter what they do because it, I think teams are afraid to give restricted free agents money because of the, you know, the fact that the Celtics could match or whatever, but if they know the situation, they say they're, they're probably not going to, then I think Rozier is in a fine spot that I don't think the Celtics are going to screw around with him. He's done so much for them. I think, um, you know, the value that they get, there's this whole point of you got to get value back for a guy like Terry Rozier. Well, you're just not going to the value you're getting back from Terry Rozier is, a, a season's worth of insurance in case somebody gets hurt, in case you decide to make a trade, uh, in case before tonight or before this preseason, in case Kyrie Irving does have a change of heart and, and decides to go somewhere else. But now that the, the Kyrie Irving thing is seemingly settled, all, all you're kind of waiting for is that trade deadline. Do you – does – Anthony Davis become available type of scenario. Does somebody, some star somewhere become available unexpectedly? And now you need Marcus Smart in that contract to help match salaries. Once you get past that. Well, here's the thing. Like, like you think the question of like whether or not you're trading for Anthony Davis kind of seems, um, 
Like, why do you go out and get Anthony Davis when you're the I, one of the favorites in the East? And uh, I we've been saying like the second best team in the uh, in the NBA right now. Like, if you think you can win the championship with the roster as it's currently constructed, even if Anthony Davis is available, do you trade away a bunch of assets? Uh, just for Anthony Davis, does that make you more likely to win the title than you are currently constructed with this team? And I guess the argument is is that it's very hard to win the title without like a top five player in the league. And right now, the Celtics don't have anyone I would consider top five. They have a very good team and they're very top like heavy in terms of amount of talent. Uh, but it's spread out a bunch of a bunch of people. It's do you like? Does having that top five player make you more likely to win an NBA championship than the roster that's currently constructed? I think you add Anthony Davis, it, but and, and I don't want to make it sound like I assume that that's something that's going to happen. I'm just saying that that's a, a possibility that there are stars, there are teams like the, it, it. Anthony Davis becoming available is not some sort of pipe dream that an entitled Celtics fan thinks is is just going to present itself. Anthony Davis on the Pelicans is, you know, the Pelicans are struggling. They have struggled to become relevant, stay relevant, even with a top five player. And when a top five player does become available, if he becomes available in this situation, you get him. You go get him. And you say, all right, well, then Terry Rozier steps into that Marcus Smart role. And then if you, happen to, if you have to sacrifice Jalen Brown, then, you know, you sacrifice some of your depth, but you're adding Anthony freaking Davis, and he increases your chances of winning, and that really, really helps. You, know, you start Davis and Horford next to each other. Think about a starting lineup of Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Anthony Davis, and Al Horford. I mean, we're going way, way off the rails. But my point there is you do it if it becomes available. But I, I don't think, for the record, I do not think that's going to happen. I do not think it's going to become available. I do not expect that. But the Celtics are set up to take advantage of that type of situation should it present itself. I concur. There we go. How was the rest of the skills competition or whatever fan night was? Because before this happened, it looked goofy as hell. So my favorite part, it was disjointed a little bit. They set up kind of like that um, uh, skills challenge there with the guard. I guys saw, I saw that Yabu pulled out a victory. Yeah, well, he pulled out one victory, but not uh, – Walt Lemon actually won the uh, – Oh, another won. night for the Lemon Party. <laughs> but so – the guys didn't know exactly how to do it. <laughs> they didn't know how to how to navigate it, where to finish, what to you know, how they needed. So the, it started off weird, and Terry Rozier got eliminated. Like he screwed it up at first, and then he got eliminated. and He got pissed. Like he legitimately got pissed. <laughs> okay, so that's step one. So Rozier's already pissed off that he's out because these guys are so super competitive. Then it was Yabu against Marcus Smart. And it was actually neck and neck, and they were coming down to take the layups, and Yabu pulled a move out of knockout where you shoot the ball, but you knock – he shot it at Marcus Smart's ball. 
Oh, so instead the of dancing to, bear getting yes. a little frisky with it, I like it playing dirty. Yes. So Marcus Smart did not appreciate that. Did not appreciate that at all. Like Gershon's he, a bit too comfortable. I feel like I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with Marcus Smart in that. So fast forward to the final, and it's Yabu against Lemon. And I have video on my Twitter. If you're new, it's Reds Army underscore John. Yabu starts off, and you see Rozier and Smart kind of slowly walking over. And you can see Smart, like like you can watch a lion hunting. It just starts to crouch a little bit. And Smart is very obviously lining up to block Yabu if Yabu is in the lead and about to win. Like, he was absolutely going to be the WWE hit the guy with a chair type <laughs> of situation. You can see it. And Lemon was so far ahead that it didn't matter. But if you look in the video, he's obviously stalking and getting ready to block Yabusele. It, and I think there's not some lady or that. It sounds like Lemon won the whole competition. <laughs> no, Lemon won the whole thing. Now, now, the the best part about Marcus Smart in this whole thing is an hour later, this is after Kyrie's announcement, after everything, they're actually playing knockout. It's Celtics, it's a bunch of little kids, and a girl knocks out Yabusele. (laughs) And Marcus Smart walks to the other end of the court where Yabu got knocked out, and ushers him, like, puts his arm in his back and gives, like, that usher kind of, like, arm, like, here's your seat, sir. And, like, very obviously still bitter about the whole thing from earlier in the night. Walks him over very sarcastically with his arm around his Ha, ah, now you know how it feels. Let's come over and have a seat. <laughs> I mean, so hilarious that that, that that whole thing played out. Other than that, it was just a very basic night. Um, three point shootout, Aaron Baines participated, which was fun. Uh, didn't do great. Uh, Jason Tatum won that. And, uh, yeah, that was basically the night. Oh yeah. I'm glad you were there to be able to take us in uh, behind, uh, this Marcus Smart Yabu, uh, team dynamic. Cause it's fantastic. <laughs> that was really, really funny. It gives you a sense of like how competitive these guys are because, Marcus was not like, he's like, oh, okay, 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 I see it, okay, all right, I gotcha, okay. <laughs> like, not like I was going to punch you in the face, but if you weren't my teammate, I might have punched you in the face. Like, that type of thing. Uh, not appreciative of that move whatsoever. I just imagine Terry and Marcus, like, walking back to the locker room and just shit-talking Yabu the whole time and just, like, <laughs> maybe, just, like, he's still a, like, you're still a rookie, like. <laughs> right, right. I can just imagine those two just being kind of bullies. I, I I can see them in that situation totally. I don't think this is the end of it. I don't think this is the end of it. <laughs> Yabu's gonna have to pay for his mistakes. There's gonna be there's gonna be a popcorn video somewhere <laughs> where his car is like all popcorned out. There's gonna be it's something's gonna happen to Yabu in like and it's gonna be like revenge served cold type of thing. Like no, Terry and Marcus are gonna take the tires off Yabu's car yep. and just leave him somewhere. Like, <laughs> Drive I, him. Drive him to a field and just, like, drop him off where he has to walk 20 miles home. 
We're recording this late on October 4th. It's the October 5th podcast, and I am on this day declaring, I guarantee something happens to Gershon Yabusele's car before the season is out. Guarantee it. There, Can he drive? Does he have an uh, American I don't license? Know. I don't know. I assume he does. Wait, he's the guy we need photo the evidence time? of Yabu in a car. I've seen him at a Dunkin' Donuts working uh, in full uniform, and I've seen him uh, in a shopping market. Shopping market? is That's not what it's called. <laughs> grocery store. <laughs> a grocery store uh, interacting with fans, but I've never seen him behind the wheel of a vehicle, and I wonder if it happens. I can only assume that it does because I just don't I don't think he's gonna have somebody drive him around the whole time. He's gotta have something. I can see it. I can see it just having like a Celtics guy whose whole job is just to drive around Yabu. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> who, who knows? And who knows? It, it may if that's the case, then the backup plan is to like toilet paper his apartment or something. If that's the case, then that guy has the best job ever. Imagine just driving Yabu just around. Try, yeah, sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Go bucket <laughs> hat shopping. But- uh, <laughs> So much bucket hat shopping. I imagine uh, that's all Yabu does is play soccer, uh, shop for bucket hats, and then drink rosé in France. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's about all of it. Uh, all right. Fun. Fun night. Welcome back, uh, Jam Packard's Normal Voice. Yes, thank you. Thank you, people. It's good to be back. <laughs> so much reaction. We might have gotten more reaction out of your voice than anything else we've ever done on the show. Yeah, no, it was hilarious. I, I don't know what happened, but I wish I did that on purpose. Other people suggested doing voices for an entire podcast. Uh, that was very annoying very quickly. Yeah. Yes, especially when it's fake. Like When you didn't know what was happening, that was fine. But the fake, no, that, 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 that's, that shtick is done. It's over. You did it. It's great. Uh, okay, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And enjoy it enough to subscribe. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Subscribe. Search for Lockdown Celtics wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you are a subscriber and you haven't given us five stars yet, then what the hell are you waiting for? We're, we're here. We're giving you five-star content. Give us that five-star review. Write a good review that also helps a lot. Brings us up in the ratings, bring in the rankings, all of that. So do that and spread the word. Share the podcast. Tell everybody to listen to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.